positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God Bless America. No, no, no. Not God Bless America. God damn America. That's in the Bible for killing innocent people. God damn America for treating our citizens as less than human. God damn America. Oh, uh, what's up, y'all? I'm back. Tour at my parent at my parents' house, um, and I have one thing to say: get my wife's name out of your motherfucking mouth. I'm still in Will Smith time because I left uh, for tour right around when that was happening, and I'm still thinking about it, even though nobody else is. Um, I I'll intro the show. Hi, what's up? This is Jake Flores. This is Pod Damn America the gothic stupid socialist podcast that you listen to uh alex patak is here and i'm will smith get my wife's name out of your motherfucking mouth oh wait no you say that to me you get my wife's name out of your mouth okay i uh, that's me taking it out of oh wait should i say my wife wife has covid (laughs) oh no take her name out of your mouth wait does it mean i have covid too because her name was in my mouth yeah you should not be doing anything mouth stay away from my wife (laughs) I, well, I'm far away. I'm in Houston. You Don't stay worry. away from my wife. And speaking of my wife, Anders Lee is here. Anders Lee, her, I have a girlfriend. Get her out of your mouth. Get her out of your mouth. <laughs> uh, uh, it's like Game we of are... Telephone. We're losing something in, in the translation. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your wife's mouth. <laughs> uh, next person's going to say. Well, much like Chris Rock. The nation is under attack. I don't know if you heard about this, but we almost got 9-11 to the other what day. What the hell? It happened so fast that A second one news and like threat level midnight news. And then it went back down to zero uh, because I par- completely missed all of this. But yeah, so that's how crazy it is. I was um, out minding my own business and there was a second 9-11 attack. What what specifically happened? It was a false alarm, I think. I didn't read that much about it, uh, but well, I guess what happened is there's like a no-fly zone over, you know, the U.S. capital, basically. Like, it's pretty, you know, right. to enforce, right? Because uh, it's within the state here. It's not like, you know, over in a fucking war zone or whatever. And, Anyone uh, with you, a small aviator's license knows about this no-fly zone. You can't, I guess what it is, is like, yeah, you, if you fly Cessna, you can't fly really close to the fucking capital in dc or whatever um only you know only uh certified whatever the fuck um you, you know u.s whatever can do that and so um someone breached it and i think what happened is that it was an accident or something and then it was just gone like it's a non-story but what's really funny is it's <laughs> this is the the premise of the beginning of a movie that i talked about on um what's it, milo edwards and uh phoebe what's her face's podcast um Ooh, uh, pop quiz masters of our domain masters Besides, of our domain so the this like on their bonus episode that we just watched a movie you know podcasts are and it's the movie's called um olympus has fallen <laughs> it came oh, out Gerard denzel, Butler. Right? no i don't think denzel's in it like um it's too uh it's the the Oh, Harvey Dent from the fucking Christopher Nolan, that guy. Um, Aaron Eckhart. Aaron Eckhart and like another guy that looks exactly like him. And then, of course, fucking Morgan Freeman's in it at some point or whatever. Is this not Gerard Butler? I thought it was Gerard Butler classic. He might be in there somewhere. Is Morgan Freeman the president? No, he's like the... Uh, I don't yeah. know. He's okay, because I'm about to say he's has been a president at least one other time. That's interesting. Morgan no. Freeman plays Alan Trumbull, Google is telling me. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's like uh, fucking what, Nancy Pelosi or some shit. I don't know. I can't remember. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, God, so, huge He's just really yelling fun. at kids to get out of his office the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's Feinstein. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, so he, <laughs> So the the premise of Olympus has fallen is that like uh, some I think it's like uh, Korean terrorists for some reason like some North Korean ones or something uh-huh. have breached the airspace and then they like you know crash into the Capitol or the White House or whatever and like it, you know they're trying to come get the president and then they have to call in this guy 
and his special military training that you know he's the reason he's the only one who could do like tactical navy seal stuff to break in and, and get these guys is because he's mastered this specific like metal gear solid combat maneuver where he stab he takes a knife and he stabs you in the skull <laughs> it's, what? it's very like unsubtle it's not a real thing i don't think you can really do right because the skull's pretty thick uh, at least i've been if told the, mine is. if a plane crashes into the white house don't they just call the normal navy seals like do they have to get the special extra ones that you don't know about <laughs> Only the guy that can stab you in the head with your the <laughs> knife in like the forehead. <laughs> it's so stupid. But they almost had to call that guy in the other day, you know, because airspace got because breached. of a Korean style invasion. Yeah. Korean style. Man, fucking egg on my face. Should I take my small aircraft and accidentally fly over the White House? Bro, you might get stabbed in the head. Mm. I'm just trying to relax. Why did I even get this thing? I'm well, trying to find this. Th- okay, so this reminded me of a couple things. Uh, number one is the 1952 Washington flap. A little D.C. local incident. I don't know why they call it the Washington flap, but uh, it's also known as the 1952 Washington, D.C. UFO incident. Apparently, we had a UFO here. In the Washington July flap 52. sounds like a name you came up with. Yeah. I mean, that's what uh, I do when my girlfriend's out of the apartment, if you know what I mean. But yeah, exactly. Uh, this is exactly what I mean. <laughs> apparently, I, I get I think they came here because they that's what I always wonder is like DC is such a small piece of you know land that like the odds are so small that like a UFO would just come here randomly, but I don't think they did. I think they knew that, oh, somebody here is in charge and we want to talk to them. Um, But they, they thought they they freaked out. They basically thought it was an invasion and then um, like denied it. Uh, Even though it was reported in places like Iowa as saucers swarm over capital. Um, So it was reported, but then they, they went around and, you know, Took it down, made sure they've nobody unflapped it, which is why it's they unflapped the Washington flap. That's right. And they had Truman. Truman was like, what the hell is going on? And he uh, had to get them to explain it. And they're like, sir, we don't know. Um, Everyone do their best. Harry Truman. Hey, what the hell? From There's Missouri. a bunch of freaking grays in the White House. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who's from Missouri in and born in the 1800s. I don't. Tickle I mean, me all pink. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> well, I do declare. Uh, there you go. That's probably also, closer. I'm trying to find this, but I remember reading uh, somebody tried to kill Clinton. We know someone definitely, there's a movie about it, somebody trying to kill Nixon. Actually, a pretty good movie, Assassination of Richard Nixon with Sean Penn, where he tries to fly a plane into the White House. And then someone else tried to do that with Clinton, but I can't find uh, exactly that. But it's, it's an old, uh, it's an old, American classic technique, fly a plane into the White House. It's never been pulled off. The Brits did it before there were planes. If they had one back then, I'm sure they would have used it. A little like you mean when they burned kamikaze. down the White House. Yeah. Which yeah, that's a pretty successful version of this attempt, I would say. Right. That was kind we of didn't the have a guy who could put your knife in your head back then. It hadn't been invented yet. There you go. Yeah, I mean, you had to load knives back then. It took like five minutes <laughs> between stabs. You just get 20 men in a line and they'd all slowly insert their knife into <laughs> their hand. <laughs> back when combat was nice and slow. But also very brutal because, I mean, you just kind of have to wait there and line up to get shot. I was thinking a lot about being on a musket line the other day. I don't know why. South Carolina. Uh, legalized it or made it a an option for legalize inmates. It. Legalize it. Legalize shooting inmates. Yeah, it's a Jamaican guy who's just really into the. <laughs> 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 it's just a bullet. <laughs> it's from the earth. <laughs> More humane, actually. In okay, so bullets are from the earth. Um, yeah, originally metal, that's what they're made out of steel metal right? is from the earth. That's a fact. Right. I think so. 
I'm a just island boy. <laughs> Shoot me, please. <laughs> we should do it. That gun. <laughs> Shoot me with that gun. They're <laughs> on like, cameo. Sure. You can get them to say stuff. Yeah, they're expensive but, though, right? We should yeah, get them to do a cameo that. with podcast money about the death penalty and how it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Firing lines. Well, this is actually a very real possibility because they live in Florida that one or both of them ends up getting sentenced to death in South Carolina. That could very well happen. And they're they're probably a very high possibility of that. happening. Yeah, they're <laughs> I would put money on it. <laughs> <laughs> Young men, how would you like to be executed? And then they do the song. Just let me get blindfolded and smoke one cigarette and shoot me with 20 guys. I'm a just island boy. I'm staring at the sun. By killed like Bugs Bunny. New Patreon here last... on our podcast is to pay for the island boys cameo. <laughs> <laughs> Their last uh, meal would just be the sun. Because do you hear that part of the because they sing staring at the sun. And what they mean, they mean that literally because they, I saw an interview where they're talking about this, about how that opens up your soul is to just look directly at the sun. Like, that's what they do for nutrition and like, you know, they're vitamin C or whatever. Oh, they got yeah. Some right. But that's that's what they would do. They just stare at that, that palmetto sun. I want to be um, honest. I've really just let the Island Boys lyrics kind of wash over me. I haven't dissected them the way that you should. Yeah. You yeah. got to just island boy. So apparently, okay, this is this might be what I'm thinking of. I think there were probably multiple attempts. I'm sure there were because in the 90s, as we've talked about ad nauseum, big militia movement time. There's a guy named Francisco Duran, like Duran Duran, who comes up to the White House lawn, brings an SKS rifle, shoots 29 rounds just at the White House. Uh, and he's in a trench coat. It's like, uh, and he just starts shooting and, um, they got him obviously, but that, that came pretty close. You know, Clinton was inside watching a football game. I mean, not as close as that guy who tried to kill Reagan without using a plane. Yeah. Oh, I think man. if you're going to kill a president, just leave planes out of it. That's my verdict so far. You mean? Like- They'll let you go pretty. Here's what I'm getting at. He's playing a show in Brooklyn. You know about that? Yes, I'm going to see that. I'm Absolutely. Going. It's it's the guys that put on my show booked him. <laughs> <laughs> pretty right. cool. It's at Le Pou- is it at Le Pouchon? I think I can't remember where it's at, but it's the same like uh, promoters. And uh, what's in the works is I think he's also going to do a show with the Eve Six guy. Nice. In uh, in California. And I heard a little birdie tell me hey, there's a chance I might get on that show. Oh! The greatest lineup of all time. In my the most excited I've ever seen Anders in all my years. Explain <laughs> <laughs> the space ballroom. And well, we'll do that at, at plugs. We'll tell you where we can see John Hinckley. Yeah, um, when we do plugs, when we'll we plug do plugs, John. we should plug more of John Hinckley's dates. Well, this, this is what we're up to today. We just got our old newspaper out and we're we're flipping through the sites. We're giving you the news this week. Yeah. yeah. Should we I'm open in. the local? Should I lo- open my local paper? We could. We're we talking could about there. D.C. There's Ooh. a few national headlines here. I don't know if we want to get to. Okay, let's do national first. Marmaduke yeah, some... has something funny to say this week. Did you know that he's going to be played by Pete Holmes in an upcoming CGI film? Marmaduke? Oh, no, I'm sorry, not Pete Holmes. Pete Davidson. That makes way more sense to me than Pete Holmes. Wait, well, the yeah. dog? Upon hearing Pete Holmes was Marmaduke, I was ready to write off Hollywood entirely. I mean, I get it because of like the sound of their voice because like Pete Holmes is like, I, I beat Holmes. And then yeah. Pete ah. is like, I, I talk like this for some reason. I kind of sound like a dog, but like their spirits. Pete Holmes is more of a, like a golden retriever, you know, whereas like Pete Davidson is like um, a demon that smokes cigarettes a lot. Yeah, that's true. And it's psycho. <laughs> How old is Marmaduke? Because Pete Holmes is like 50 years old. 
Is that part of Marmaduke's character? Is he so like Pete old? Davidson is playing him? Yeah, I know, Anders. Okay, okay, I know that. I know. <laughs> right. But he's a young, sexy dog, and that's what they're trying to communicate here. Uh, yeah, and Pete David. Yeah, this dog could have any woman he wants. Yeah, the dog <laughs> loves dating. Yeah, he's dating a Kardashian, and fucking uh, Kanye is gonna kill Marmaduke. Do you think Kanye's gonna? I feel like this whole story is gonna end so poorly. Because uh, I'm looking here, and apparently they already made a Marmaduke movie in 2010 with Owen Wilson, Emma Stone, Sam Elliott, George Lopez, Kiefer Sutherland, and McLovin from uh, Super. This Bad. is an all-star cast. That's... How can you outdo that? Why would why... you outdo that? Why would the world need more than one Marmaduke movie? That's a great question. Is you know, this what one going to be animated? Do? <laughs> He's not like Batman, you know, where it's like, oh, what's the new take on Marmaduke? <laughs> right. Oh, he's like a. Like an he adult. is literally as qualified to be a movie as Batman. They're both comic <laughs> strips. <laughs> it does look. It does appear that the new one is, and this would make sense why they have a human playing him. The new one is going to be animated. So my assumption would be I have not seen the original Marmaduke 2010, but I would assume that the dog doesn't talk in that. And it looks like they're, they're going to have a dog talk in this. Are the, although I'm looking at the comic strips now and not a lot of uh, voice bubbles from Marmaduke other than like woof woof. So Wait, yeah, people like react you. to him. Was the old one not animated? Like they just had Sam Elliott, a fucking dog costume. It was live. It was live action. I don't think anyone played. I think it was live action and it was just a computer animated dog. Would be oh, my guess. I was thinking poorly like, done. Just a furry. It's just like uh, Sam Elliott. He's in a fursuit. <laughs> God damn. Oh, you know what would be funny is if Sam Elliott gives another one of those interviews about this Marmaduke Duke movie and he's like, these people don't know how to make dog movies. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know the first thing about canines and canine cartoons. Um, well, so, you know who's another dog they're trying to make talk is this Julian Assange. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> speak, Julian. They're Jake, trying uh, to get this old hound to speak. They're trying to get him to roll over. And he won't That's do right. it, folks. He's sitting and staying still. They're trying to get him to swim across the pond, as they say. Uh, Which yes, dogs they... inherently know how to do. Do they automatically know how to swim? They don't have to learn. They're smarter than us in that way. I think so. Jake, would you back me up on this? Do dogs just know how to doggy paddle? I think so. I don't think there's a dog. Well, it's, maybe if like, maybe the dogs that are like super bred to just have ridiculous genes or something would be the type. If you throw them in the water, they just die. But I think it's like instinctual, right? Right. If you see like a dog like breaststroking, that's been programmed in. They're not all like that. But if they just do, they flop their paws and, and paddle, that's a dog thing. I think humans are the only animal dumb enough to where like you can throw us in the water and we're like, well, time oh, to die no. now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any fur. God. Anyway, so the long. things they're doing to this journalist are <sighs> unfathomable. Yeah, so he's one step closer to extradition, as I understand it. Uh, the Home Secretary, they have this thing in the UK called the Home Secretary. Um, they have, they're like very close to uh, extraditing him, certifying the United States request to extradite, and they have till May 18th, and it's pretty likely that this would mean he'd come to America. And um, the reason that he's been able to stay in Britain for so long is because like most um, Western countries, most countries in general, I would say, look at the U.S. prison system and they're like, Okay, no, we we I guess we can't do that. That would just even if they, they even say somebody, check, please, or whatever the local <laughs> version of that is in their country. Right. Yeah, I mean, we have more people in jail than China, uh in Cuba, than all these places that you know we like to 
to say are authoritarian states or whatever. Yeah, anywhere you read is like a prison state is like, please don't put me in jail in the U.S. It's not humane to do. (laughs) Right. I don't really know what British jail is like. I I mean, my assumption would be it's a bunch of chavs. Right. But also lads. And they're in there and... Well, they're getting kind of nutty with it. And they're having a laugh. Mm. But also, there's not a... Have you ever seen... um? Oh, what's that? That movie where um Tom... Where Venom gets greased up naked and he fights everybody? Oh, uh, uh Bronson. Yeah, jo- Bronson. Bronson. Have you seen Bronson? Jolly no. Bronson. Yeah, it's awesome. It's about the uh, UK's most notorious criminal of all time. who's just like some real he's, legendary bloke who like he's goes, just like a brain damaged man who loves to fight. And he's like their worst criminal. <laughs> he goes, he's a guy who like went to jail for like stealing an apple or something real innocuous. But then he's just in jail for the rest of his life because once he's in there, he can't stop beating the shit out of everybody. <laughs> like, he fights he like covered- 20 guys at once over a painting or something. Nice. <laughs> They try to round him up with the guards. He covers himself in like butter or something, so it's like hard to grab onto him. And he just piece the shit out of the guards. I it's believe awesome. that is going to be uh, Julian Assange's strategy going forward. Greasy I was about to say these are the sad him. conditions of his imprisonment so far: is just lubing himself up and having it out with up to twenty or thirty guards at once. But in the U.S., they do not let you do that. I mean, the physics are different in Britain. Uh, I don't know if you've seen those videos where they'll have I've seen a video with uh, a cop, a constable or whatever the fuck they call him, chasing a man who, like, I don't know, was smoking in the wrong place or whatever the fuck, chasing him around a boardwalk and stealing uh, apples. Yeah, something stupid. And he chases him down a boardwalk and the guy like does a maneuver. So the cop falls off and into the water and somebody put this video to yakety sacks oh, and yeah. i think it's just kind of like always playing in the background so it is a legit there is a legitimate chance that when they try to come get him julian assange they won't even need to have any violence he just will lube himself up or something like that and there will be hijinks clumsiness and the yakety sacks playing and he'll be able to like run around the, the prison and then eventually get out and uh have a cup of tea it's Uncle actually ben. an international case because there there are severe claims that he's being tried for, but the actual local charges in England is that uh, horn music started playing and he ran in one door in the back and then came out one on the other side in the middle and then ran through and while well, they were chasing him, and then they came through different doors and they meet in the middle and they turn around and they go through the doors. The doors don't seem to line up at all. Yeah, that's that's the architecture in that country. Um, so that that might be his best shot. I don't know. It is scary, right? That uh, you know, and we've said this before, but like Julian Assange as a individual, his personal history, his personality, his supporters, many of whom you could call nutters if you want, um, they don't really matter here. The point is that journalism is going to be illegal if he is sent here that's what you should be focused on it that is is a very scary thing i mean it's not a i guess he'll face a trial here very i don't know i i want to think that's an uphill battle for the u.s government because he didn't do any of this stuff in the u.s it was all stuff people sent to him while he was in other countries when he was abroad so uh, i have such little regard for the court system here to even if it's unprecedented not find a loophole to just essentially throw this guy away and he knows that like if he if this was a man who was confident that they didn't have a case what he got here he wouldn't be worried about coming you know well it but the thing is and i think this is very genuine um there could be a chance that that he wins the trial but he could also just die in the jail waiting for the verdict to come like because because i believe that he will have to be in a u.s prison cell and the conditions here are just so demonstrably bad 
And this uh, is like excluding a, a Jeffrey Epstein style whoopsie that appear, right. appear to be happening Which, in the news with alarming uh, regularity recently. So I don't know. Yeah, that could Whoops, certainly all happen. All the cameras went out and then he slipped real bad. Yeah. Ugh. Apparently less net Wexner. I didn't finish it. I started watching that Abercrombie doc on Netflix. And apparently he was involved in the Abercrombie biz. Les Wexner. Yes. So I'm hoping at the end that that it, the dots are connected to Epstein. Maybe Assange as well. I don't know. Um, but I haven't gotten that far. Well, you know, with Abercrombie? Yeah, they made an Abercrombie documentary. It's actually pretty interesting. It's about sort of their uh, racial profiling. Well, that's what most of it has been about. Um, it may get more more seedy towards the end, even more seedy than that. But they, they also have uh, it's I didn't realize this extremely gay company is run. You didn't it's realize like, this. I did not. It's like FUBU for gay men, basically. Really? For us really? Have you seen an Abercrombie in your life? <laughs> well, it, one but, time I went into one. It was a very interesting experience. Because they, they mean, pioneered the shirtless guy at the mall technique. That's their thing. <laughs> right. This might be a geographic thing, but like in Texas, that shit growing up was um, like bro dudes, like preppy yeah. guys. But they like there's like a southern thing where like you got like white, angry dudes want to be like really tough, but also dress kind of like a dandy a little bit. Mm-hmm. So like the pink polos and stuff. But then they're also like, I'll fucking kill you, bro. Right, right. Yeah. So like. It is kind of weird to me to hear that it's a gay company because it's marketed towards aggressively homophobic men. But, you know, money's money, I guess. Right. It's kind of like those are the gayest group of men. That's true. They're all in the closet. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a real circle. I don't know. It seems obvious to me. I don't know. Do you remember like 10 years ago? uh, Everybody had those T-shirts that like a lot of these kind of guys, the lads were talking about. They had those T-shirts that said Italia. Like the yes. Italian soccer team. I had a joke about this, but then people stopped wearing them as much and the joke doesn't work anymore. But um, Damn it. they're all like, yeah, buff guys who want everybody to know that they're athletic. They're into soccer, but it's soccer and it's a European soccer team. So they are more sophisticated than another type of bro. However, it is still sports. So they are not gay. That's kind of like the message that that shirt would said. Um, but I, I I feel like that's sort of, uh, you know, um, similar to Abercrombie. But, you know, when I when I, with the shirtless guys, I definitely noticed that. But I always assumed that was like a narcissism thing, like a, a straight guy would look at that and think, like, that's what I'm going to look like by wearing these. Clothes. Well, I think it works both ways. There is a historical trend of um you know, as criminalized homosexuality disguising itself under like fitness culture. Yeah. Like if you've seen, um, not Dog Day Afternoon, Year of the Dog or whatever that fucking cowboy movie was last year, that was a big part uh, of the plot. Marmaduke the Dog is what you're thinking. Marmaduke the Dog last year. I'm realizing we did not say anything that is happening in the Julian Assange case. We moved right on to Abercrombie. All right. I mean, the two are connected, really, if you think about it. The <laughs> two are connected. You, you can't really understand one without the other. So We're opening the newspaper, and under the Julian Assange headline, it's like, you know, Abercrombie was like a gay thing the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says. I'm just Wait, reading it to you. What's going on with Assange? I'm on tour. I'm, I'm not. It's bad. I, you know, I said basically all he's has still May 18th. They might. They're probably going to extradite him to America into an American jail in Arlington, Virginia, in which he could be shivved to death or just die from bad food. <clears throat> um, can I just say one more thing about Abercrombie? Yes, I've gone into one once. Because I actually had Abercrombie shorts that I got thrifting as a teenager, and uh, I didn't realize they were Abercrombie uh, at first. And I did kind of, you know, I was in my like no logo phase, and I literally got a permanent marker and drew an X through the Abercrombie logo just so everybody would know that I you was on criminal. the criminal. Yeah. You uh, lunatic. But I remember walking into one, and it was so dark. 
is like never has another store hit me like this, like Abercrombie. It's Very supposed to be dark. like a nightclub. Yeah. This am I this. the only one putting like the gay connection together here? It feels like really, <laughs> really obvious. I guess so. I put honestly, it it felt like filmic in a way because there's all these portraits of these beautiful half naked men and women, and it's all black and white. And it made me think like this is some like avant garde sort of movie about a bunch of hot people killing each other by a lake or something. It's like yeah. black and white. So they move slowly out in the woods. Yeah. The men are really more prominently featured than the women. This is all coming together. It's like one of those things where it was like, oh, I was hiding in plain sight the whole time, like like Rob Halford or something where it is so gay that you're like, no, it must be not. Man, holy shit. This blew right. my mind. And that's Julian Assange this week. By the way, the movie <laughs> the movie I was thinking of was Power of the Dog. Took me a minute. Power of the Dog. Power of the Dog. One of Barack Obama's top movies of the year on that list he wrote. Which yeah, I think we made years. fun of, but I was like, well, Barack Obama says it's good. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, Why well, do you, you know, think he liked it so much, though? You know, you heard about I went to him? I went to one of his favorite bands last night, Big Thief. They were quite good. He's, he I, has it's not that he has bad taste. He has so much taste. It, do, well, he, it literally doesn't fit together. The amount of taste this man has. He's lying. He doesn't listen yeah. to Big Thief. <laughs> I hate that he likes Big Thief because that's a great band. But he's has pays a person to, you know, go which make me a list of things that will make me seem accessible to all Americans. And that's, you know, that's us. That's it feels very strongly like an intern compiled list of top movies for sure. But, you know, Hey, they do good work. That's from the president. <laughs> I'm gonna, that's I'm gonna watch those movies. That's true. It is a good list, just because. Yeah. Incidentally, yeah. I thought that movie sucked, but that's unrelated. Um, <laughs> all right, the news. What's in the news here? Oh, uh, New York City news. I just think this is interesting at, from like a uh, purely uh, uh, theoretical discussion standpoint. But I don't know if you. I'm flipping through this thing. I don't know if you saw this. There was a. Mass shooting in the subway last week. You read about this? You hear this? Yeah, I did. I had it was like the day I was leaving town. Oh no, I uh heard about it. I was watching the Jimmy Seville documentary and getting real scared of British people. And I heard that it happened, and I like uh you know, people started texting me, like, oh my god, are you taking the subway to the airport and all this stuff? And uh so I got a ride from somebody. It was real spooky while it was happening, but then the story afterwards is very well. It's not funny, but it is like stupid. Like, um, you heard about what happened with like the bodega guy catching him, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there was this guy. The official story of the subway mass shooting. By the way, the only time anyone has ever texted me being like, "Are you safe from a shooting?" and it's been like kind of near where I live. <laughs> normally somebody gets shot in New Jersey and they're like, my God, this city's gone to the dogs. And I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. So I got to um, mark yourself safe. So everyone knows. Yeah. Sunset park is kind of near where I live, but, um, so this guy got a bunch of smoke grenades, threw them out in a train car is my understanding. Then when everyone was blind and panicking, started firing into the train car with a gun but then he couldn't see because he threw a smoke grenade, so he didn't actually kill anybody. Idiot. And then he left his debit card and <laughs> several <laughs> other personalizing uh, objects around the subway station and then called the cops saying he did it. And then they didn't find him. And he waited at a McDonald's next to the station. And then a bodega guy saw him. And then... And then they caught him. And it's the most suspicious shooting in uh, or crime I've heard of in uh, years, probably. I don't know. It seems really weird. The only cameras in the entire subway were down were in that station when it happened. It got turned off three days before. Uh, but what's important is we're going to be dealing with the local uh, policy repercussions from it for the next a hundred years so yeah like what is obviously so stupid about this is that you got the end of this story is that he goes to the mcdonald's and he like calls the police and is like 
I did it. I am at McDonald's. I am the smoke bomb guy. And they don't fucking show up. And then as he's walking around, bodega guy, like Zachary guy or whatever the fuck, sees him, sees police down the street, goes and gets the police and goes, look, there he is. Headline the next day, our brave detectives in the NYPD. We have to hand it to them for their, you know, dynamite police work. And also they need more money and yada, yada, yada. And it, like the way that this was spun into copaganda is so fucking frustrating because they clearly don't do their job. If you jump a fucking turnstile, there's 20 of them all over you. If you are a legitimate threat to society for some reason, fucking no big deal. They can't catch you. There was a cop there when it happened who supposedly just didn't have his radio and just told the guy to call 911. There's like shootings <laughs> happening next to you. <laughs> I don't I, I the conspiracy man in me may, really makes me want to think like oh there's like a gladio style strategy of tension thing, but it's just so badly done. I almost think it organically must have just happened this way. Like it's not a good excuse to give the police more money. They look so bad. Right, but only but if only they had uh, three billion more dollars a year, then yeah, I mean, if they only they had the official cop mayor uh, patent pending, which they do have, to just push through anything he wants for the next X number of years. Uh, rumor has it we're getting metal detectors in the subway. Uh, it's gonna take so long to get. What do you? Everyone has metal on them all the time. What do you mean? You it, take your shoes off like the airport or something? I don't I've seen people say it's impossible and that you couldn't do it. But then like, okay, so there's like six cops in the front of the subway and there's 40 people who decide this is ridiculous. And it is New York. Do you just have like bedlam and anarchy and people just hop in the turnstiles and police chases? Or do you just have like furious TSA lines everywhere in the entire city? Because they can still shoot you to death for doing it. So like. I think they're going to have metal detectors if they, if they do get the metal detectors, which I, I would have to doubt. Uh, probably it's probably not going to happen. Um, they'll pay for them and then just not implement them or something like that. But if they do get them, then I think they're just not going to actually they're, they're just going to go beep, 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 beep. And the cops are going to like not do anything unless they decide that somebody their beep was a little too loud. They have too much metal. My body is covered them. in metal. Really? I Piercings? got keys. I got a belt. I got would fillings don't set it off, right? Fillings don't. But if you have those pacemakers that would set it off. Maybe. I don't Nintendo know. Switch to play on the subway. Phones. I mean, everyone has a fucking phone. Corners. Telephone. No anyway. kind of um it seems specifically like to catch like a Batman style supervillain where you'd watch them covered in metal and you'd say, Well that one that's a bridge too far. Yeah. Smoke bombs I'm going to use for normal reasons just to put on a smoke show. <laughs> you know? <laughs> What is, the you smoke bombs seemed like his Achilles heel, really. He could have killed a lot of people who were the smoke bombs. <laughs> you know what I think they're going to do is have a gun detector. So they, it doesn't actually do anything, but Eric Adams will say, we, we have got the top scientists on this, and they have developed a way to detect guns. And it's not going to work, but people are going to walk through it, and then the cops will just decide certain people set off the gun detector that no one else can hear but them. Yeah. I think it's That's gonna do like a a weird like um you know they they just check every tenth person so that it's implied like you could get busted or whatever, kind of like how it works at Yeah, they take that part of the TSA. Yeah. They'll pick yeah. you out of line and be like, we gotta touch your balls. It's the rule. I gotta do that. All this is gonna do is work to enforce like no drinking on the subway, basically, which is like a New York pastime tradition. Bro, it used to be so much easier to drink on the subway. Yeah, like you could still do it, but I feel like there were less cops in the subway ten years ago. 
Yeah. No, you can. I mean, you can get away with it if you're sneaky. I don't know. All somehow this sounds like all of this is going to come down to just what the the only thing the NYPD actually wants to do with the subways, which is kick homeless people out of them. And right. they have then, the most metal. Yeah. Well, they're all they full. have all those cans. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's got to be what this is all about. Look at those tinfoil hats on. Oh boy. Okay. Um, have you guys noticed sirens in the background in my? Wait, coming, something from my audio real time? Yes. Is the president under attack? Possibly. All right, Andrew, uh, go check out the window, and then we'll talk about Bernie Sanders, and that'll be a podcast. Kinetic. Well, it's not. It's not near me. It is where I was earlier today. But on Connecticut Avenue, there's an active shooter who just posted a video of himself shooting at people. Oh, what the fuck? In D.C.? Yes, Connecticut Avenue. Oh, shit. Someone get Zachary, the bodega guy. The get only Zachary, person. the bodega yeah. guy. Stop this. But also, this is very, this is a, a serious and upsetting situation. We are not making light of it, but also, Zachary, you're the only one who can stop him. You're smarter than the cops. Jesus Christ, okay. How do things keep happening while we're recording episodes? It's like January 6th all over again. Yeah. The other night when I was on stage, the first Eve 6 show, a guy passed out in the middle of the audience. It felt a lot like this. I was like, um, how do I make this funny? It <laughs> is it, is it? And yet I'm still here. <laughs> I got a hell of a story about, about a time I went to the mall coming up. Is he breathing? yeah that's basically what it was i didn't it sucked i didn't know what to do he's fine though he's fine and we're good we're still podcasting live here at the podcast ignore the murders outside three people have been hit three people have been hit and our condolences go out to them yeah you know where else people were hit was on january 6th at our nation's capital that's another that's another thing in the news. Kind of reminds me of Marmaduke in a way. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He sometimes gets hit. Well, movie he always hits the... your funny bone. <laughs> Real movie about the fragility of life. Yeah, that's what Marmaduke is about. Death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because the dog dies in the movie. <laughs> Do I just not know Marmaduke? Is that what happens to Marmaduke? And I'm voiced by Pete Davidson. (laughs) It's me, Marmaduke. I've been shot. This is the children's movie about Um, it's the cops. They shoot him. (laughs) I'm Sam Elliott. And today I'm Marmaduke. How would you like a big old dog kiss right across your old mouth with my slobbery dog tongue? Here it comes. Right there. (laughs) Right on your tongue. Tell me to go. I don't know. I think in the new one, Marmaduke's going to be the one doing the shooting. Yeah, that'd be cool. Do you want to talk about the January 6th stuff or go right into Bernie Sanders? Because we are. Uh, Let's talk about Bernie Sanders. All right. All right. I have to leave soon. (laughs) Let's do Bernie. Oh, you want to do Bernie? Ignore the gunshots outside your house, Sanders. Pull it together. (laughs) All right. So. So weird. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> maybe we should just talk about this next episode or something. <laughs> I mean, what should we talk about right now instead? Yeah. Well, January 6th is kind of related to this in a way. Yeah, I think it is. Same place. Same place. Crazy things keep happening here. It's like. Uh, Metropolis after Superman came to town. Um, so apparently, I didn't realize this, but Mike Pence was on the fence, little rhyme there, about what to do on January 6th. And he wasn't the up, crowd like there to pressure him to cast the chaos vote or whatever. Yeah. Wasn't that the story? Yeah, I mean, I think it would need to be okay. Well, he's the tie breaking vote in the Senate and. No, but there's some he he was in charge of ratifying the vote right. as vice president. And they were like, unleash chaos, Mr. Pence. Right. Now, <laughs> now is your time. Right. And he didn't 
he ended up not doing it, but he really was conflicted, apparently. So he called up former Republican vice president Dan Quayle, not the last Republican to be vice president. That would be Richard Cheney, who I guess is um, a cuck to the far right, which more is more than Dan Quayle. Yeah. To, well, Dan Quayle just keeps his mouth shut. You don't hear it. I didn't even know he was still alive, honestly. I just think it's more like it. Dick Cheney isn't taking Mike Pence's phone calls. That could be it. But I think there's bad blood between them because of his daughter and him. Cheney himself has been and the gay thing because Dick Cheney. His daughter's gay. And then one of his daughters Pence's is gay. whole thing is getting her and he's got to put her in his stew. <laughs> right. But his other daughter, and this was, as viewers of Vice uh, remember, his other daughter went back on the gay issue and Dick Cheney had her support. They, she was like, I actually do think gay people are sin sinners and bad. And uh, they don't, I don't know if they're talking now, but at least a while ago, they were not speaking. Um, but so who are you uh, going to call? You call Dan Quayle. You say, Dan, there's a mob outside with guns. And um, they're overthrowing our nation's capital. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck do I do? And apparently Dan Quayle is just like, bro, uh, you're the nailing vice the president. The vi- so he was supposed to um, refuse to certify the electoral certificates. If we're talking, you know, specifically legally here. And Dan Quayle says, well, you don't have the authority to do that. The vice president that we do not have really very much authority at all. And Mike Pence responds with, you don't know the position I'm in. <laughs> so it's like, you don't fucking get it here. That's I got to do something. I'm What's in, that? I'm in a real Abercrombie of a position here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it appears Ooh. one way and yet it is the other. What happens when we Google Mike Pence Abercrombie? Let's find Very out. Curious, what's going to come up? What? You so there have been rumors know. about Mr. Pence having sexual relations with men, right? Uh, has that ever been certified? No. Has anyone certified his erection results when it comes to steamy, half-naked Abercrombie models? It's actually the vice president's job to certify that. Certify and, the erection. In a real weird position. Uh. There are like politicians named Abercrombie, so you're just going to get those results when that comes up. But I was that's too bad. Yeah, thought we had something here. Yeah, but anyway, that was like legally accountable for something now, or no? He just he was just. I mean, he was just telling them what the law says. He was just doing really his job, I guess. But uh, it is funny how you know. Mike Pence was portrayed as like, thank God he's at least saying and people were saying for four years. Please impeach Trump. I want Mike Pence to be the president, just the way more effective. Less entertaining evil. Um, yeah, there is no like old Republican, you know, better Republican Party. I, you know, Dan Quayle. A man who in an insurgent storming capacity is just calling Dan Quayle for tips. Right. <laughs> There's something kind of relatable about this. Like if you've ever like had a job and then you get stuck like trying to program the POS or something and you're like, uh, I got to call the other guy the, uh, that had this job. <laughs> yeah. Do I press delete or backspace? Oh, it makes me think of like when a friend calls you in like an absurd situation and there's nothing you can do for them. And they're like, I'm being robbed at gunpoint. And you're like, ah, get out of there or whatever. Like, what do you tell somebody in this situation? Oops. Yeah. Don't yeah. try to get Dan Quayle involved in this. He's not freaking Gerard Butler. Can't do yeah. anything about it. I mean, at least you didn't spell. You didn't fuck. I, I fucking ran over my own joke. Uh-huh. At least he didn't tell him. At least he didn't. Third time. At least she didn't ask him how to spell potato. There Nailed we it, go, dude. folks. Yeah, there it is. I was thinking about that and I was like, there's this joke doesn't actually work. Yeah. Well, you did. Dan Quayle cut. 
Yeah, that's I mean, if you're uh, 40 years old, you'll get that quail um, heads going nuts in the chat right now. Hold on. Let me check the chat. This was hot oh and topical stand up comedy in a long time ago. Yeah, right. Yeah, we just got a thousand new subscribers from 1996. I can't believe but, it. <laughs> it would have been too old even then. This happened. When, when was this? I think this is in the 88 campaign. He is in a classroom and he's like, um, it's a spelling class or an English class. And he's like, you know, grading the kids spelling and they go up and they they spell a word. One of them is potato. The kid spells it correctly. And Dan Quayle says, yeah, actually, young man, there's an E at the end of potato. And he gets roasted for the rest of his life. We're still. You weren't even alive for this. No. Um, (laughs) They all have lead poisoning. You know, it'll happen. But, you know, his name is spelled Q-U-A-Y-L-E. So I think there's probably a bias there. Um, right, he thinks there's silent E's everywhere, probably. Yeah. Yes. So it's not his fault. He didn't plan January 6th. Yes, okay, it was actually in 92. I was mistaken. Okay. But still, so you were alive then. Be. I was alive. You were flipping through a newspaper back in 1992? It was. Yes, it was probably, that's what my I was shitting into, was newspapers. It was very used for diapers. Right. Which we do uh, not recommend to new parents listening to the show. That will chafe your child. Um, oof, very coarse ouch, on yeah. their skin. Don't actually. I'm, I'm, another bad joke. I don't know why I said. That. I'm I'm stressed out by the shooter, the active shooter. Yeah, you got to just Weird. perform through that, Anders. These people yeah. expect a lot out of you. Is it active shooting? This is like you know how they make you know in stand up. They're like, oh, no one wants to watch regular stand up. What if we do a stand up show where the lights are off or like yeah. where you can't hear your own jokes? So this everyone's is naked. Is. Yeah, the, this is where stand up comedy is heading. Is like we got Anders and he's going to do a stay a set during a mass shooting. <laughs> <laughs> can he do it? Oh, can he do the soup salad bit? <clears throat> He's trying to work the crowd, knowing it could oh, be yeah. the last thing they ever hear. I ask audience members where they're from, and every single person there's just been a mass shooting in their hometown. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's oh. actually very doable in 20 years. I think <laughs> <laughs> we are definitely on track for that. I'm curious what he's been doing, and. Apparently, he's been running the Dan Quayle Center and Museum in Huntington, Indiana, which features info on Quayle and all U.S. vice presidents. Oh, so he just he started a he started a you know what? He's a vice presidential expert. He's not just a former VP himself. He runs this museum about Dan this Quayle topic. No news. one gives a shit about. <laughs> you hear about this, this museum? Well, that sounds like my cue to leave. I got to go uh, play a show with Eve Six and We Are the Union. And you should come see us if we're coming to your town. Check the tour dates on Eve Six's website and mine and everything. I'm out of here. I'll see you guys next time we record whenever I have a day off. It's good to see you guys. Anders, hey, I hope you're okay. You. Yes. I mean, this is my last day in DC. So uh, it sounds just like it's a good more. time to leave. Yeah. Walk out of there. Yeah. I will see you in in the Big Apple. All right. right. You walked Jake (laughs) (laughs) off of his own podcast. (laughs) Honey, we're leaving. Okay. Bye, Jake. All right. Well, we got got five more minutes if you think you can do that in a safe space. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, it's interesting because I this will be the second time in the past 20 years that I have left the Washington, D.C. area. Moved out of it. Um, I was about to say, wh- that is not true. I've seen you many times, not outside of D.C. since then. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. I, yeah, left as and moved away. Yeah. First time was not by choice, uh, but now I am choosing to. And it's interesting. The, the f- first time, 2003, things were normal. Clinton era, um, 9-11 happens. Anthrax happens. And there's a sniper driving around just shooting people oh yeah, yeah that was nuts it was nuts it was a you crazy run serpentine time. to the grocery store yeah dude so he uh was it originally in or or actually in i forget what um 
car it was actually, but it was reported that he was in a white box truck. And so everybody was on the lookout for white box trucks in 2002. And we, I remember pulling into the strip mall by where we lived and there was a white box truck there and everyone was just like staring at it. Mouths agape. Um, actually a very interesting movie about this uh, with, I forget the name, but Isaiah Washington is in it and he plays John Lee Malvo. I think his name is because there's two of them, uh, a man and his son or, or yeah, but there it's just like them having weird thoughts and it's just a very great, like um, realistic portrait of what they were like and building up to doing the, the shootings. The ending is them taking so that kind of like shot. a phone booth style film. But if instead of the phone booth, it was box truck. Yeah, but well, it was it was like a Lincoln, I think, or something like that. But it Lincoln, it's a that's what Lincoln movie. was about. Yeah. <laughs> if, you didn't, if you didn't see it. Right, the car that the snipers run. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, it's an indie movie. It's it's weird because it's just like very, uh, you know, not stylized. It's just kind of, well, stylized is a loaded term or not stylized, but maybe it's this like is something to go out on. What are what are some of uh, your mass shooting memories of ones happening near you? I got Let's a few. See. Okay. Um, well, the sniper would be a, a big one. I had, if I was not to give it up for the sniper. Yeah, it was formative, formative experience for my childhood. That's that how you became a sniper on the stage. That's right. I mean, it's it was really weird because nine eleven happened. Anthrax sniper, the the big three anthrax that went to my mom's office actually. Uh, and so you're like a little kid being told that you're gonna die any minute. Um, but the sniper prevented us from playing outside at my elementary school. So instead, we got to go inside and play dodgeball, which is sort of like sniping. And it's sort of like it. Many of the children, myself included, were pretty satisfied with this arrangement because dodgeball is a very fun game. And maybe the best game, I would say. Absolutely. Not something I would admit, but one of my classmates, I distinctly remember him saying, I hope they never catch this sniper. Come on. You don't mean that. <laughs> yeah. You can only play dodgeball for so long. Like two hours tops. You're going to be exhausted. Yeah. You can but, catch you the know, sniper then. Recess. You know, you do get to do it every day. Um, so there's a few I remember, and I guess they're not all mass shootings. There was a guy who robbed a bank in my hometown and they locked down our school senior year. And really? um, I remember a bank the, robbery. Yeah, it was like a downtown bank robbery in the suburbs. And they sent a robot to go investigate for bombs. What? A robot? They sent a robot. Okay. The first one going in is the robot now. In like a Ryan Gosling style heist situation. So uh, I guess if like they're hiding there, they shoot the robot, and then you're like, "He's in there!" <laughs> I know he's in there. Look at the robot! Wow. Um. Anyway, I was stuck in a math class, and someone turned my backpack inside out five different times. So wait, say that again. Someone turned your backpack. There's a thing oh. you do called nuggeting. Ah, so sort of an Eric Adams situation in your high school. They were stripping you down. Yeah, well, no, I mean, we were just in the room and they were like, you can't leave. And then a bunch of chowder heads would come and turn your bag inside out and zip all the books in it. So it's hard to get out. And then you fix it and they do it again. Ah, it's called nuggeting and it has to stop. Nuggeting. I kind of had something like that happen a little bit. So in 2003, as we moved to St. Paul, Minnesota, and there was a bank robbery uh, not far. I think it might have been within the city limits. And the bank robber comes all the way back to an apartment building across the street from us, which apparently was where he lived. So 
<laughs> I, That's what you want to do actually, after a bank robbery is just make sure you go to your home address. Yeah. So they can <laughs> find a, you. <laughs> not a super smart idea. I was actually kind of bummed at the time because I was that was like my Elmore Leonard phase. I was really into like crime, true yeah. crime stuff. Or You've like talked about wanting fiction. to be a cat burglar before. Yes. Absolutely. And I was like upset that I couldn't have been this guy's apprentice. But then again, no, probably wouldn't have been a very good uh, tutor. In the, yeah, you got to aim higher than that. Yeah. I got locked down a few times in high school. Once there are a few just like regular murders. And then it's like, why am I getting locked in school for a murder? And then uh, I think the only other good story I have, and I may have talked about this on the podcast before, I don't remember, is when I was a PA. In 2017, 2018, you know how they like have you just like keep people from walking on the sidewalk? Yeah. Um, if you're a PA in film, your job is to like just keep people out of the shot so they can do the shot wherever right. for whatever stupid thing they're shooting. I'm doing that in Midtown. There's an active shooter alert on everybody's phones. <laughs> Everyone starts panicking and running. It turns out it was that time that that guy just drove a truck through downtown, started hitting people. So it wasn't actually a shooting, but there was no way of knowing that at the time. But anyway, so people are running and it is literally my job in an active shooter situation to be like, guys, let's just hang out. <laughs> just stay uh, here on the corner. We are shooting Garfield three. So it is <laughs> kind of important. Is that what you were shooting? I don't remember what I was fucking shooting. Was it was probably in, like the Americans or something. Was this in 2012? No, because I was out of college, so 2017 or 18, I'm pretty sure. Ah, okay. Oh, right. I remember that. Yeah, there's so many, you know. Yeah, it turns out we were not in danger, but it is a hard sell. It made my job, it took the difficulty level of my job up like five to six notches, I would say. Right. And I wasn't good at it on the easy mode. Yeah, it's just gruel. It's just like so long, you know, it's like a long game. It's just so rude. It's so yeah. rude to go up to people who are doing something and be like, hey, I'm actually working on the dumbest project of all time. Can I, like, ask you to stay here for up to an hour? <laughs> you can't Jesus. go through. I mean, I don't believe in it, but I'm a worm and they don't pay me anything. They couldn't just go around a different way. Oh, there is legally no way I can do anything to them. They can just. The big, the big turning point when you're a PA is when people realize that you are not actually authorized to do anything and they just walk through you. Huh. Yeah, I'd be bad at that. Absolutely. Anyway, it's the worst job in the world, and that's my mass shooting memory. Well, um, yeah, it's uh, <sighs> tough times. That's the news today. I'm Always closing the newspaper. Stuff. Oh, yeah. Here's what I'm thinking now is and i've never done this before i don't know if you've done this i uh have you know made fun of people who do this but should i mark myself safe so everyone knows old anders lee is safe and sound i should probably check on my girlfriend is what i should probably do but should Uh, i yeah i think you should check on your girlfriend and also mark yourself safe because it sounds like you can hear it outside your house should i do that i feel like it's uh, cringe I haven't been on Facebook in years, but it, you can either do that or answer a hundred texts. Which would you like to do, or both? I'm not getting any texts. So you want I, me to text I, you because I I value you and your life. No, it's all right. I don't think people are. I'm going to do concerned it because statistically, it's a big city. I'm, I'm fine. Thank you for think putting me in your thoughts, everybody. But it's not about me. It's about the people who were. Hurt. God, this is weird to podcast through. Anyway, um, all right, I sent you a text. Should we plug? Speaking of shootings, let's plug John Hinckley's tour dates. Yeah. He will be uh, in Connecticut in July, right? His, his at is John Hinckley 20. Um, but in Hampton, Connecticut at the Space Ballroom. On July 16th is one that's coming up. I believe there's one. Where's the New York one? Um, he has a tour. I actually don't know John Hinckley's dates, so you're going to have to tell me. Okay. It's, uh, well, they're on his Twitter. I'll be in Chicago on July 23rd. Um, I want to go to the New York one. I don't know when it's going to be. But yeah. uh, 
You can oh, come to. You know what? Okay, uh-huh. it's sold out. July eighth, sold out. Really? That sucks. Yeah. Is he like good, or is he just famous from shooting the president? He's okay. He's not bad. Okay. He's pretty good. I would say. I've I've heard some of his stuff. It's, it's nice to okay. listen to. Um. If you want to come to one of my shows, I'll post them on my Twitter at Patak Test Kitchen. That's P-T-A-K, Test Kitchen. Next paid protest is May 20th. And there's a few pop-up shows for local DSA elected, so look out for those. We're doing a few extra shows in the next month. Rock and roll. You got anything? Uh, Paid protest. Yeah, paid protest. Come... Maybe Andrews is doing that show. I might be out of town. Yeah. I might be lying to you about whether I'll be at the show or not. There's no <laughs> way to know unless you show up. No way to know. All right. And then I guess just like avoid shooters is my other plug. Active or inactive. Yeah, you don't know when they're lying in wait. That's right. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening. It's finished. Have a great night, everybody.